0: I didn't really come to preach I don't have to preach but uh, I prayed today about 4.30 and I said Lord I need to know if you want me to do something tonight and he said I do I said well I need a word from you he said "All right, I'll give you one And so I want to read from Genesis 45. And I want you to pray for the Lord to help me tonight. And I won't keep you very long. I don't feel like i got a whole lot. I want to try my best to obey the Lord. Genesis 45 and verse 16. And the fame thereof was heard in Pharaoh's house, saying, Joseph's brethren are come. And it pleased Pharaoh well and his servants. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, say unto thy brethren, this do ye. Laid your beasts and go, get you into the land of Canaan. Take your father and your households and come unto me. And I will give you the good of the land of Egypt. And ye shall eat the fat of the land. Now they are commanded, this do ye, take you wagons out of the land of Egypt for your little ones and for your wives, and bring your father and come. Yes. Also regard not your stuff, for the good of all the land of Egypt is yours. Yes. The children of Israel did so, and Joseph gave them wagons Amen. according to the commandment of Pharaoh, and gave them provision for the way. Yes, sir. To all of them he gave each man changes of raiment, but to Benjamin... He gave 300 pieces of silver and five changes of raiment. And to his father he sent after this manner yes, sir. ten asses laden with the good things of Egypt, ten she asses laden with corn and bread and meat for his father by the way. So he sent his brethren away, and they departed. And he said unto them, See that you fall not out by the way. Right. They went up out of Egypt and came into the land of Canaan unto Jacob their father told him saying, Joseph is yet alive and he is governor over all the land of Egypt. Jacob's heart fainted for he believed them not. And they told him all the words of Joseph which he had said unto them. When he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob their father revived and Israel said, it is enough. Joseph my son is yet alive I will go and see him before I die thank you for standing you can be seated well it seems like to me tonight the Holy Ghost has got me hung up on this word enough I tried to preach last night by the help of the Lord on when God has enough I want to preach tonight on it is enough we read here in Genesis forty five about Joseph. All of us know about him. We know about what's brought us to this place, about his despising by his brethren, how his father loved him, how his father blessed him, how he was given gifts, and a dream and interpret dreams, and how that he had a dream and told his brethren about the dream and Uh, that he had seen sheaves and that his sheaves stood upright and uh, their sheaves bowed and did obeisance to him and him being the youngest and they all being older than him, it was not customary at all in that day for the older uh, to give reverence or be in subjection to the younger. And they got angry and they sold him into slavery for silver. And we understand and know about all the workings of God in the life of Joseph he went down into Egypt, he was sold to Potiphar, it seemed like everything was going well, he was brought into power in Potiphar's house and then Potiphar's wife lied on him he was put in prison there he interpreted the dream of the butler and the baker said one would be restored, one's head would be lifted off of him, it came to pass the one that was restored, Joseph said now don't forget me when you're restored to power, but the Bible said he forgot Joseph then there came a day that failed dreamed a dream. And nobody could interpret the dream. And that one that was restored, he remembered suddenly that while he was in prison, there's a Hebrew boy down there that interpreted their dreams. And it came to pass, and he told Pharaoh about what he did. And Pharaoh called for Joseph, and told Joseph his dream. We all know the story. Joseph interprets it about seven years of plenty, seven years of famine. And he said, you better lay up in the seven years of plenty and last us in the seven years of famine if you don't want to die. You and I understand and we know as the brother said tonight if you want to preach types that Joseph is the most perfect type of Christ in the Bible. There is no perfect type. If you have a perfect type then you have the thing and not the type that it represents. But Joseph is as close as we can come by the record of him in the Word of God of the most perfect type that will ever be of Christ in the Word of God. All the things that he went through. All the things that he went through at the hands of his own brethren. Uh, lead us to understand what Christ uh, would do at the hands of his own brethren. And the things that he would suffer that he would come to his own. And his own would receive him not that he would be sold. Uh, Other pieces of silver and abandoned and taken away into a land uh, 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 that place that nobody else wanted to go without the camp to suffer uh, for you and I. Right. Of course now Joseph Jacob has come to the place that he's admitted or come to the fact and the realization all oh, hope's gone that Joseph's alive. They lied. They told Jacob they took that coat of many colors and they killed that goat and they dipped his, But the coat and the blood took it back to Jacob and said a wild beast caught him and killed him and he's dead. Jacob hadn't thought anything else about Joseph being alive. But the famine comes and Jacob looks at his sons and he said, Why look you one upon another? He said, I've heard there's corn in Egypt. And he sends them down to buy corn. Now Joseph has been raised to second in command under Pharaoh. He's over all the storehouses. And Pharaoh says when they want something to eat, he said go to Joseph. And whatever he tells you, that's what you do. And so these men come. Guess where they have to go? Guess who they have to go to? They have to go to Joseph. And Joseph knows them, but they don't know him. And Joseph withholds himself several times, several encounters, but they pay for the corn. Joseph puts the money back in the mouth of the sack, sends them, they get part of the way home, open the sack, find it there. They're afraid They come back. Time and time, several occasions this happens. And finally at the end, Joseph reveals himself to his brethren, and they're afraid. He said, I don't want to hurt you. He said, I just want to love you. He said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. God purposed all of this to bring me to the place I'm at so I can take care of you. He said no I want you and the Bible said here in the scripture that we read tonight that uh, there was word now Joseph brought his brothers in and they stood there and Joseph had saw them time and time and time again he had not yet revealed himself he had had to withhold himself he had walked out of the room and cried because he loved them his vows yearned on them and finally on this occasion Joseph uh, can't withhold it anymore he commands everybody to get out and the Bible said he broke and wept openly before them and said it's me I'm Joseph Somehow or another, I don't know. I guess they're humans like we were. We are. I think maybe some of them servants had their ear to the door, trying to hear what was going on. I heard the commotion going on in there when Joseph's crying. But the Bible said it was noise. The broad fame spread that Joseph's brothers are in the land. Pharaoh gets word of it. And in this scripture, now you hear me, well, there's no perfect types. We know that. And every type doesn't always run the same parallel. But in this scripture, Pharaoh is a type of God the Father. And he looks to Joseph and he says, go get your people and bring them back to me. He sends all these things down yonder. Now Joseph's words were enough. Apparently so because Pharaoh had already given command in Genesis 45. Whatever Joseph says, do it. So Joseph's words are enough. But they're living in days of famine. And other circumstances have come upon Joseph's father and upon his brethren. And Joseph knows that because of the circumstances of the day that it's going to be very difficult for his father even to believe his own words. And so he sends some evidence. And the Bible said they come and they told him all the words of Joseph. You would think that's enough. And I'm going to say tonight uh, that this word right here is enough. Yes. It's the perfect word of God. It's inerrant. It's inspired. It's infallible. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. It is the preserved uh, word of God. It is the breath of God uh, that we hold in our hands tonight. I believe we had treated a little different if we understood really what we held in us. Uh, but I'm telling you, God knows. He remembers our frame even that we're dust. He knows about our faith. He knows about our weakness, I'm glad tonight for His Word, but I'm glad there's some evidence that will tell us that His Word is true. Amen. The Bible said they told him all the words of Joseph, and he believed them not. They said, well, if you don't believe us, just take a look out yonder. Joseph sent some evidence to let you know he's alive. Amen. I got to thinking, oh, Jacob staggered over to the window and looked out yonder and saw the wagons. That's what the Bible said. When Jacob saw the wagons, he said, It is enough. There is sufficient evidence that my son is alive. God got to stir in my heart today. And I got four things on my heart I want to give you real quick. I want to say tonight, there's been enough evidence given. and I got over yonder and the brother mentioned it tonight I'm always amazed God knows what he's doing he puts all nets all things together and a lot of times he'll let one preacher say something when another one's coming to tie it together he talked about Mary Magdalene getting to see the Lord and he appeared to her she was the one to see he said go tell my disciples and Peter that I'm alive and I'll meet them in just a little while they went running they didn't believe her they come run the tube they went inside and he wasn't there uh, but there's a napkin folded uh, and laying in a place by itself. Who uh, which spoke to them as Jews uh, that he was alive. Not only was he alive, uh, but he was coming again. They gather together in the upper room. All in one room in one accord. Thomas wasn't there. And he, the door, the Bible said the door's being shut. You say, How'd he get in? He's God. He just walked through the wall. And he appeared in the midst of them. And the Bible said he breathed on them and said receive ye the Holy Ghost and they all got it but Thomas Thomas wasn't there but they got word that Thomas said he's alive but Thomas said unless I reach hither my hand and thrust it in his side put my fingers in the pits of the nails I will not believe but now Jesus could have left it at that he gave him his word and his word was enough but I'm glad the Lord loves us more than that. he loved Thomas more than that and the Bible said another day there's a similar together again and he walked in the room and he said Thomas here I am let's see my hands I reach into thy hand in my side and the Bible said Thomas cried oh, my Lord and my God you say what he said? What Thomas said it's enough I believe I'm gonna tell you tonight I ain't never seen him with these eyes I ain't never done like Thomas and put my finger in the... The Bible don't even say Thomas did. He just got to see. And that's enough what Thomas was saying is Lord I ain't God I ain't God Lord I know it's you Oh yeah. Mary was there that day in the garden and he spoke to her she didn't know who he was well hey, you can believe what you want to I ain't really sure why I don't know if the eyes were withholding or if he looked like he had never looked before or maybe it was the fact the last time she seen him his yeah. visage was marred more than any man he didn't even look human is what the Bible said but he spoke her name now he could have said now I appeared to her I spoke to her she didn't know who I was but I tried my best she just had to take my word take the angel's word I mean two men in white apparel have already said why seek ye the living among the dead he's not here he's risen as he said but he said Mary and immediately You say, why is that? Well, I don't know what your opinion is. But my opinion is, ain't nobody ever called her name like he has. And I'm going to tell you tonight, if you've been born again, ain't nobody ever called your name like he has. And if you're saved tonight, that's sufficient evidence that he lives. If you feel that on the inside, that's enough to know that he's alive. See I want to preach on that one first I got some others and they're real good But the Holy Ghost put that one on my heart first Because he said if that one ain't true Ain't none of the rest going to do us no good well, Paul preached and he said if Christ be not raised Our faith's in vain And our preaching's in vain If he's not really alive If you can't believe he's alive well, The Bible said that he that cometh to God Must believe that he is Not that he was but that he is just like he preached tonight not that he was yesterday's God not that he was some God that died outside the camp outside the city of Jerusalem on Calvary but that he was a God that caught up and ascended back and sits at the right hand making intercession for us he's alive oh yeah The Bible said he showed himself alive by many infallible proofs. In other words, he left sufficient evidence for to testify he lives. And the writer in this old redback book right here wrote he lives he lives Christ Jesus lives today he said you ask me how I know he lives he lives in my heart he's not just alive in heaven but he's alive in me and I'm alive cause he's alive That's the whole reason we have hope of the resurrection it'd do it our hearts good I think we'd call recess and shout if we understood the fact that my bible said the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead shall also quicken our mortal bodies and raise us from the dead in other words Paul said the whole reason we got hope is because he lives if you cut that out of the equation we ain't got no hope but our hope's not in this world. Our hope enters yonder within the veil, and you can't stop there, because if you do, it won't make no sense to us. It won't have no hope in us. But the writer said, "Where Christ, or the forerunner, have entered for us?" You say, "How to do that? When to do that? After he got up from the dead?" You say, "You ain't got no Bible for that. I do too." Mary went running to touch him. He said, don't touch me. I'm not yet ascended to my father and your father. The work hadn't been done yet. He had been dead, but he's alive. And so the reason we have hope, the reason that hope pulls on the other end of the cord, that's what you're feeling inside tonight, that's because we're anchored in glory. Where Christ is for us, not was for us, not will be for us, but he is for us, he's alive. There's enough evidence to show he lived. There's enough evidence to show he loved them. Look at verse 23. He could have just sent them what they had to have. He didn't just send them what they had to have. He sent ten whole she-asses laden with the good things of Egypt. You say, what are them? Well, the Bible don't specify But I think what it means is all them things that weren't necessary, but all them things they couldn't have got had Joseph not been alive. And Joseph said, I don't want daddy just to see the wagons, but I want to send something in there, not just to let him know that I'm alive, but I want to let him know I love him. I'm going to tell you something tonight. What we're feeling on the inside, it's not just because he's alive, but he's allowing us to feel it tonight and to tell us that he loves us in my life and in yours that He loves us. And if you're here tonight and lost, I'm going to tell you, even though you don't understand it, just like the preacher said in the opening, but there's sufficient evidence in your life that He loves you. You're alive tonight. You are breathing tonight. There's hope tonight. You're not in hell tonight. That's sufficient evidence that He loves you. Amen. And if that's not enough, the John said here in His love manifested, showed, proven, openly before all, but not hid, but not done in a corner, but done openly, manifested here in His love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us, and gave His Son to be the propitiation for us. I don't know. I'm just going to preach my opinion. And the way it's in my mind. You don't have to agree with me. Some other preacher wants to preach it how the Holy Ghost puts it on their heart. They're more than welcome to. I think Joseph sent the wagons with covers on them. I don't think he wanted anything to fall out by the way. He kept talking about that. Don't fall out, by the way. Don't give up on the way. I'm going to tell you tonight, he don't want you to fall out, by the way. He don't want you to give up, by the way. But I think every now and again, one of them boys said, I don't know if I can make it home or not. I don't know if I can get where I'm going or not. And maybe one of the other boys just rolled the curtain back. And said, look in there. And they got to look at all them good things. And it put pep, pep in the step again. And you say, what's going on tonight, Pep? He's rolled the curtain back so we can see all the good things and let us know it's enough to show us that He loves us. I think when He pulled up in the yard, them covers still on there. I think there's in such a hurry... He didn't take the covers off and went running into daddy said daddy 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 can we tell you Joseph's alive the bible said his heart fainted he believed them not they said look at the wagons and he just saw the wagons he didn't say nothing about what was in them he just saw the wagons that must have looked like holy wagons that must have looked like wagons they fell around here I'm telling you what's going on in my heart ain't worked up by men I'm not a puppet and a problem myself but there's some holy wagons they come from another the world and it's parked around us tonight and just to see the wagons is enough bible said Israel's was heart revived he said it's enough i believe he's alive he said daddy it ain't enough he's alive We well, don't you come out here and take a look in the wagons and he rolled the wagons back Throw the curtain back. And I think I'm just, I'm not trying to add to the Bible. I'm just preaching what's on my heart. I think they said, Daddy, he ain't just alive. But he wanted you to know, even after all these years, he still loves you. I'm going to tell you tonight, some of you have been saved a lot longer than I have. But I've been saved long enough to know that after all these years, he still loves us. Yes, and every now and again he just rolls the cover back on the wagon and he says take a good long look at all them good things that I have given you in my heart I just—I mean it just comes so simple and sudden I said Lord if I'm supposed to do something tonight I need a word here she come like a flood faster than I could think about it it got to rolling in me and the Lord settled down in my heart for just a few minutes about the good things he's given me and he let my eyes look over a congregation in a little white building on the side of the road and he said that's a good thing and he let me look down the hall of my house where my wife and my girls and he said that's a good thing. And he let me look at everything he's done for me. He let me feel the peace in my heart and the joy unspeakable and full of glory. And he said that's a good thing. Let's see, Paul talked about the things that accompany salvation. It don't stop at salvation, it gets better every day. That's the good things. To let us know. That he loves us. You say, preacher, I ain't never doubted he loved me. Well, you're better than I am. You're better than the disciples were. They went running to him and said, Master, cares Thou not with perish. They said, don't you care? Don't you love us? And he didn't rebuke them. Oh, I know he said, oh, ye a little faith. Wherefore, didst thou doubt But if you and I would have been the Lord, we would have really had a set down powwow with them boys and said, now listen here. You saw me raise the dead. You saw me heal the sick. You saw me cleanse the lepers. You saw me have power over the demons. But wait a minute, it wasn't none of that for them. Oh, I know it was for them, but it wasn't in them. It didn't happen to them. He didn't say none of that. He said, I I could tell them all day, but it won't do them half as good as if I show them. But I love them. And so he stepped out on the bow of the ship, and he said, peace, be still. You want to know how I know all them other things hadn't really phased them like this one did? Because they'd seen him raise the dead. And I'm going to tell you something just in my own mind. I think somebody could raise the dead with more power. It would take more power to raise the dead than it would be to make the CB steal. The CB and still might have been a flute, but you can't get somebody up off the dead bed and it'd just be happenstance. But it wasn't in them. It wasn't in their life. And they'd seen him raise the dead and heal the sick, cast out devils, give sight to the blind. And they said, what manner of man is this? that even the wind and the sea obey his voice in other words really brother roger what they say saying is he really does love Amen. us he really does care about us and there have been days in my life i've went to my third place and thought oh lord god don't you care do you know where i am do you know what i'm going through and i'm glad he lets me know who is sufficient evidence he There's enough evidence to show he lived. There's enough evidence to show he loved them. There's enough evidence to show he would look after them. He sent ten asses with the good things of Egypt, but he sent ten she-asses laden with corn and bread and meat. You say, what was that? That was to give them the energy and the necessary fuel to make it where they need to go. I'm going to tell you tonight, the night you was born again, He put something inside you called the Holy Ghost. And that was your corn and your bread and your mead. And He is what's necessary to get us where we're going. And He said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. I preached the other Sunday, I think it was a Sunday, at my church about the Holy Spirit. I never had preached about him, I don't think, in all my days. Just him, on him. But the Lord let me see something and it dawned on me, Brother Joel, that the Holy Spirit is the office and the reason he never leaves us and never forsakes us. Jesus made us the promise but he fulfills it in the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's why the writer said he abides, he abides. Hallelujah. He abides at me. (laughs) I'm glad tonight He's in me. And if you're saved, He's in you. And He'll be in you tonight and in you tomorrow and in you the next day and the next day and the next day. He'll never leave you. He's what's necessary. And he get you where you're going. And he'll look after you. He always has. Everybody's ever saved, He's always looked after him. I said it Saturday night at Brother Rogers Church. He walked into Iris's house, took that girl by the hand who was a type of the sinner, spoke to her, which is a type of the Word of God, and told her to get up. Right. And she got up, which is a type of the resurrection in Christ. Right. Being born again. Yes, Death moving out. Life coming in. But He didn't stop there. He commanded that they give her something to eat. Yes, sir. Yes. That's what He did for us when He saved us. He put us in the body. Yes, sir. In the church. We gotta have the church. Yes. And we gotta have the Holy Spirit in the church. Or we'll never make it, but we will make it. Because He's provided everything we need. Yes. He's looking after us. Yes. And I thought God was done. I was rejoicing in my soul, thought, Lord, if you'll help me preach this like you preached it to me, it'll be good. He said, Hun, I ain't done yet. He said, look at that wagon again. He said, I gave enough evidence that I was alive. Gave enough evidence I love you. Gave enough evidence I'll look after you. But he said, I give them enough evidence I wasn't leaving them behind. Amen. Because you go to the next chapter and you find Jacob and his boys and their wives and their children in those wagons going where Joseph is I'm going to tell you that blessed night that he saved my son saved yours we got on board a wagon of grace and I'm telling you he's not going to leave us where we are but he's taking us and carrying us where we can't carry ourselves and that's to where he is it is enough there's enough in this thank God for it I'm not doing any discredit to it It's enough. But thank God for all the evidences that back up this. And let us know He lives. He loves us. He's looking after us. And He ain't going to leave us here. He's coming back after us and taking us where. That's what He said. I'm going away. And if I go away, I will come again, receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. It's enough. I don't know who need to hear it tonight, but it's my word for you tonight from the Lord. It is enough. Enough.